Does sustainability feel like something that is nice to have, but hard to focus on with other pressures you're facing? Or maybe you want your hospitality business to become more sustainable, but you're struggling with the best way to guide your teams forward in that direction. Wherever this finds you, stick around, because today we're learning from an investor who has a really unique perspective on sustainability. She owns a bunch of hotels and also started a company to help other owners and hospitality providers with practical steps that they can take to become more sustainable. This is Hospitality Daily, the show that helps you stay informed and inspired each day by the most interesting people in hospitality. My name is Josiah McKenzie, and my goal is to help you reconnect with why you work in this industry and get fired up to go out there, delight others, and reach your goals. Let's get started. Michelle Jensen's session is co-owner of Kensington Investment Group, a family company that owns, renovates, and manages a mix of commercial and hotel properties. On top of that, she is the co-founder of Aquarius Hospitality Solutions. And in this episode, you'll learn what sustainability really is and why it matters, top misconceptions about sustainability, and the surprising place to begin your journey. But we start out with Michelle sharing a bit of her personal story that led her to the work she does today. I have a unique background in that although I grew up with developer parents, I grew up in the Monterey Bay, which is a beautiful place to grow up. And I had a teacher, Mrs. Green, ironically, first grade, who had us collect pennies for the rainforest to protect biodiversity. And then later, I had a third grade teacher, Mrs. Bliesner, who was working on the Monterey Bay Sanctuary, which protects the canyon in the Monterey Bay. So I was at a school that loved nature, that wanted to protect it. And my father's biggest fear as me as a child, he was afraid I was going to become a lawyer for the Sierra Club. And so as a developer, that terrified him. I did not do that, but I did go on to study environmental science. And I've always walked this line of being a small business owner. And at the same time, wanting to work on sustainability, because big picture, I saw there is this need, right? And part of the journey is I ended up working at UC San Diego for the Sustainability Solutions Institute, which was an entity that tried to bring together different sustainability scientists from all the different disciplines from all over the world to work on big picture issues. So we were tackling specifically climate change and the impact on water availability, and hosting conferences with people from all over the world, Nobel Prize winning scientists. And what I learned in some of that environment was being surrounded by these amazing minds. It's very ivory tower. And sometimes it gets really complicated when it doesn't need to be. And there are different skill sets that are needed to create change. And my place in this was always, I may not be the Nobel Prize winning scientist. I definitely don't have that mind but I know how to put it into action. And I think it's that background in operations where that big picture scientific knowledge is fantastic, but how do you apply it on the ground? What does it look like in real life? And so even as a child, I would have conversations with my father, my developer father, about, you know, if you could make a car that does 50 miles per gallon, why wouldn't you? And dad, (laughs) why would you put trash in your water that you're going to drink? Sustainability, I get it. It can be very polarizing. However, it just makes sense. And as business owners, 
we do a lot of things that are sustainable that we may not even realize. And we're doing it because it helps our bottom line, right? So for example, landscaping. My mom would drive the neighborhoods of our hotels to look at the different plants and see which ones are thriving, which ones do well here. What's natural to this environment? Mostly because she didn't want to have to replace the plants every year. And so a lot of those plants are water tolerant. She was doing sustainable landscaping without even realizing it. And it's the same thing with the way that we run our businesses. You buy products that are going to last so that you don't have to replace them. And then that doesn't end up in the landfill because that affects your bottom line. So part of what we're doing at Aquarius is we're celebrating what people are already doing. And then we're helping navigate some of the complexity of the sustainability web. Booking.com just put out this fantastic report with 32 steps for sustainability. And they have a great list of all the different accreditations. And there's a lot. And I've had conversations with hoteliers where they need to be certified because they're applying for RFPs for major companies for business travel like Google and Meta. And they don't know where to begin. And I don't blame them because it is incredibly complicated when you look at the site. And so my background is unique because I can help navigate some of those challenges, right? It doesn't have to be as complicated as it is. You start with what you're already doing and then you build on it. I love it. I would love to hear how you define or how you think about sustainability because it seems clear, but I think I hear different people almost talk about it in different ways. And you mentioned this 30 plus step checklist that Booking put out. Feels like a lot, but how do you define sustainability? That is an amazing question. And you know what? I don't think I've ever been asked that. For me, sustainability is a collection of actions to lessen your footprint on the earth. And it can be anything from water to electricity to the products that you're buying, the products you're designing with. And for me, the other part of this is when I was studying environmental science at UC Santa Barbara, I cared about the planet and I cared about nature. But what really fascinated me was the relationship between the planet and people. And that's where sustainability comes in. It's this intersection of how people interact with the environment. And it's a complicated web. And so it is easy to get really lost in those details because there's so many of them. But there's so much that we can do. And collectively, you add up all those little efforts and it makes a difference. I love it. I wonder if we could talk a bit about the misconceptions around sustainability. And specifically, let's talk to owners and investors. You you own hotels, so I feel like you understand this world and you have this very credible position to speak from, in your experience, both as an owner investor yourself and people that you interact with. What do you think the misconceptions are around sustainability? There's a lot of them. We actually just did an article on this in Hotelier. One of them is that it's expensive. And in reality, yes, it can be really expensive. It depends on what you're going after, but it'll also save you money. That's number one, that it's expensive. Number two, that it's complicated, right? It doesn't have to be. You can have people that help you with that. Number three, that guests don't care, that it doesn't matter, it doesn't affect your bottom line. In reality, Booking's report that they released, 80% of travelers are interested in sustainable lodging now. And it makes a difference on where they're booking. I think a perfect example of this, Apple just put out this fantastic video on sustainability with Mother Nature and Octavia Spencer. I thought it was phenomenal because I am not an Apple user. I might become one because of this video. 
And the way that they delivered sustainability in a boardroom in a playful way, sustainability for me can be very dry if you're just looking at data and you're trying to offset your carbon imprint. It can be very boring. However, there's also this side where it can be fun and playful. And the way that you talk about it, the way that you get people inspired to participate, it doesn't have to be that way. So those are some, there's seven in the article, but for me, those are the biggest ones. It doesn't have to be expensive. It can actually save you money. Number two, it's easier to implement than you realize. And number three, there is a growing demand for this. And it is a hot topic and it's coming. The regulations are changing. I think I was at the hospitality show in June and there was a panel on ESG and some of the regulations coming out of Europe. These things are just required to do business. Major companies, if you want to attract their business travel, you have to certify as a sustainable partner. And that's a huge demand for hoteliers to do. I mean, this is a field that hoteliers usually don't have any background in. So trying to do business in today's world takes a lot of different things that it didn't used to. And this is one of them that's on the horizon for sure. That's great. We'll link to that article in the show notes along with that Apple ad. I I think people should check out both of those. Tell us a little bit about moving out of the ivory tower into putting things into action. I think your background in operations, and again, as an owner, I feel like gives you this unique perspective to understand what's practical. How do we begin some early steps on this journey? You actually had a podcast that I listened to this morning that was very inspiring with Jacqueline. And she was talking about technology and AI and its role in hospitality. And the comment that I made, which I think you saw, was technology is fantastic. And we are absolutely, as an industry, catching up with other industries in terms of technology. The thing is, though, if you don't have the staff on the ground, technology means nothing. And I remember I was talking with Wendy Zapich from Opti. She's their chief revenue officer. And she told me, the software is only as good as the user. So when you're looking at it from an operational point of view, if your staff is not stable, if you have turnover all the time, the software is not going to do anything. And it's the same thing with your sustainability efforts, but it's operations in general, right? And how do you address all of that? It comes back to you're running a business with a team and you need the culture and the purpose and the mission to keep them there. And you have to get them on board and it starts at the top. And I know this is something that you've talked about in some of your other podcasts, but creating an environment where people thrive, that's actually what I'm really passionate about. I'm working on sustainability. We work on operations. But my goal at the end of the day is I want people to be the best versions of themselves. And sometimes that's a matter of creating a culture. Sometimes it's creating processes, procedures. You create a structure, then people can go and shine. So that's what I really love. Before we go, I want to let you know about a few more things. First, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite app to stay inspired each day by actionable insights from the most interesting people in hospitality. Second, I've started sharing videos and photos from the stories on this show on Instagram and YouTube, so if you'd like to see those or watch along, I encourage you to follow Hospitality Daily there so we can stay in touch. Third, if you'd like to listen to more conversations like the one you just heard, visit this podcast website at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com. 
I've spent a lot of time building out this website because I want to make it really easy for you to listen to the topics and guests that you are interested in, whether that's culture and leadership or operations or technology or something else. Browse and search the entire library of more than 400 episodes for some of the top leaders and innovators in hospitality at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com to get ideas for delighting the people around you and reaching your business and career goals. I produce this podcast each day and give it away for free because I want us all to learn and grow together. If you enjoyed today's episode, I just have one favor to ask. Please take a moment to text or email this episode to a friend or colleague who might appreciate it as well. They'll be grateful to hear from you and what we covered in the show can help them as I hope it helped you today. Thanks for listening and I'll see you here tomorrow. (laughs) 